planned giving. Maybe not just for your grandparents anymore. Hi, I'm Bill Stanjakevich. This is the first day from the fundraising school. I'm joined today by Patrick Schmidt. He's the founder and co-CEO of freewill.com. And we're talking with Patrick today about planned giving. And Patrick, first of all, thanks for being with us on the Fundraising Schools podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. We teach in planned giving that there are cues that we can listen to from the donor. Uh, people enter a certain life stage, usually 50 years old and older, and fundraisers can start thinking about asking about planned gifts. They can look in their donor database for potential uh, planned gift donors. But then some national news came out during the COVID-19 pandemic that more and more millennials were creating planned gifts. And I had a chance to talk with one of Patrick's colleagues about that. And they're seeing this trend at freewill.com. First of all, Patrick, what is freewill.com? Freewill is now about five years old. Uh, and actually in that five years, it's become the number one estate planning tool in the United States. Uh, we built the tool with a real focus on how do you accelerate planned giving? And it turns out that there were two problems with planned giving. One, people didn't really like doing estate planning. And two, when people did estate planning, no one was asking about charitable giving. And so it turns out if you put it front and center, you can increase giving by about 5x. And now almost 20% of folks who use the tools leave planned gifts. And about $5.6 billion has been allocated in terms of bequests and planned gifts through the site. Wonderful. And what led you to this work? Are you a financial planner? Are you a nonprofit fundraiser? Are you a tech entrepreneur? What led you to create this site? Many years ago now, I spent a lot of time in nonprofit fundraising and in political fundraising. And I actually ran email fundraising for President Obama after he was initially elected in 2009 and 2010. And in that world, we spent a ton of time trying to make it really easy for you to give $20 and made everything as seamless as possible. And a lot of those learnings have filtered throughout the nonprofit world. And many years later, I was doing my own estate planning and found it remarkably difficult to include a bunch of giving to charity, which was a light bulb moment because why is it so hard to give $50,000 when it's really hard, easy to give 50? That's not the way it should work. And so the idea for free will was born. So freewill.com of working and helping folks with estate planning uh, and also could be a useful gift for fundraisers and especially what they're learning at freewill.com. Again, Patrick, we're seeing these national news stories that, you know, with the stories about sickness and death caused by the pandemic, that plan giving is moving to younger generations. What are you seeing with the utilization of freewill.com? So there are a couple of interesting things that we're seeing. And plan giving has historically been a relatively small portion of a lot of charitable efforts. But, but we know, especially looking at the great wealth transfer and the $70 trillion that we passed on to baby boomers, that it becomes incredibly important. And, and millennials see this too. I mean, what we're really talking about in plan giving is, are people making estate plans and are they including charitable giving in there? And during the pandemic, you saw more and more millennials make estate plans. Now, part of that is pandemic. Part of it is that millennials, like the rest of us, are getting older. And so they're hitting, uh, they're hitting either their initial wealth building years and they see it as more important. Many of them are having their first or second or third child. And so that becomes important. They're hitting their home ownership. And so when I look at the facts on freewill.com, about, uh, let's say 28% of, of estate plans are made by people in the 25 to 44 category. So not, not quite perfect overlap with millennials, but generally in that, I think the oldest millennials are about 41, 42 right now. And so they're basically making it even, even proportion to their percentage of the population. When we look at charitable giving, uh, 
about 19% of those plans do have a bequest in them. And so that's actually only outdone by even younger folks in Gen X, 18 to 24, about 25% of those plans have a charitable gift in them, which is really exciting. Now the Gen X giving in that is not very high because the wealth, excuse me, Gen Z, the wealth of Gen Z is not that high for, you know, for obvious reasons, it's a very young cohort, but we're seeing real behavior there. And so it's simply the case that people are ready to do their estate planning. And when they think about it, this is a very generous population, something like 70% of millennials view themselves as a philanthropist. And so given the opportunity, they're, they're delighted to make plan gifts. You know, in 2021, there was all this news about the huge number, record numbers of houses being sold, for example, right? And in terms of the mortgages, not people refinancing, but purchasing a house, millennials were responsible for more than half of those purchases, about 60%. We know from our research that home ownership can be correlated with charitable giving. I've put down roots somewhere and I'm going to be uh, philanthropic with my charitable giving in this area. If I'm understanding you correctly, you're kind of ascribing a similar reason with planned giving. I'm getting a little older, getting a little more settled, getting more of a plan. And Patrick, is that right? That millennials, you know, at least some of them and growing percentages of them are saying, well, maybe it's time to include a planned gift. I think that's exactly right. And then as many of our listeners might know, there are some really important factors in whether or not someone leaves a planned gift. And most importantly, it's, are they married and do they have children? And something like 50% of all planned giving dollars come from folks who are neither married nor have kids. And as we go down the generation ladder from silent generation to boomers, to Gen X, to millennials, increasingly you have more folks who choose to be, uh, choose to remain unmarried. And many folks who choose or for other reasons don't have children. And so the, the planned giving potential actually goes up as we come down each subsequent generation. Yeah, or they delay marriage or they delay parenthood or both. Uh, meaning if they do make a planned gift, there aren't, uh, you know, that significant other or the children to leave the money to. Now they may leave the money to their parents or to friends and all sorts of different places. But if I'm understanding you correctly, maybe the odds kind of increase that money could be left to a nonprofit. Am I understanding that correctly? That's correct. So the odds increase and then the size of the gifts increase as well. So you're right that you might want to leave the lion's share of it to your siblings or your parents. Um, but certainly some, you know, some to charity is, is much more accessible one of the things, it's not simply do you have children, uh, what we see in different generations is the number of, the number of children changes. So my, my mother was one of seven and growing up in the 50s, that was a normal number. I'm one of four growing up in the 80s and 90s and, and that was a large family among my friends. And no, none of my friends in their 30s have more than three children and, and very few have more than two. And so as that gets distributed among fewer people, the ability to leave 15% to charity really goes up. Now, Patrick, we went into this conversation talking about millennials. You've mentioned Gen Z. So these high school, college, they're coming to your site. They're making plan That's gifts. So How surprising is that? Over 18, right? You don't really need an estate plan under the age of 18, but, but over 18, early there. And there is some of that. Uh, it's not a huge percentage of the estate mm -hmm. planning. Well, then it's an even smaller percentage of total dollars, but but we're really seeing it, and and these you know these individuals tend to be quite charitable across the board. And when folks are using your site, making a plan gift, naming a nonprofit, are they bringing that information about the nonprofit with them? Is your site helping connect them to nonprofits? How does that work? So it's both, and we we certainly see uh, organizations 
that we've never heard of or never thought of about before entered into these plans. And, and many people, as you, as you might know, include multiple organizations in their plan. So they might have a national organization like the Red Cross. They might have their college like IU. They might also have their local church or synagogue and a local conservation organization. So yeah. all of these things tend to do. We do prompt charitable giving as a concept, and then we partner with a bunch of different nonprofits to help feature them as well as a way to expand their own plan giving reach. But people are obviously welcome to leave gifts anywhere or to no one at all. I mean, all is fine. Patrick, as we summarize then, what a fascinating conversation here today. Uh, from your expertise as a fundraiser and from what you're seeing in the utilization of freewill.com, what advice do you have for fundraisers as we're seeing this trend of planned giving moving into the younger generation? I think partly we're seeing it move into the younger generation and partly we're seeing it much more widely embraced by all populations. Hmm. And so the advice I would say is remember that anyone doing estate planning is a candidate for planned giving. And there are obviously benefits in how large these gifts get to be, but people forget that the research shows that once someone makes a planned gift, their annual giving in subsequent years goes up by about 75%. And so you really wanna be pushing planned giving much more broadly than you might be doing today. And we always talk about using language like everyone from 18 to 88 needs a will and, and here's a gift for you today. And so that becomes really important. It turns out as a, as a side note, that older donors really like it when you include younger donors as well. So it's a win on all counts. And that is supported by our school's research and what we teach at the fundraising school, that planned giving needs to be part of everybody's fundraising strategy for each and every nonprofit. And as Patrick emphasized, can also lead to more giving now, even before the planned gift would arrive. And also there are data from the National Association of Charitable Gift Planners, an interesting survey that they did with the longtime consulting firm Martz and Lundy, where nonprofits, huge percentages, two-thirds, 70%, 75%, depending on the question that was asked, uh, expressing an increased interest in planned giving uh, caused by the pandemic, as people thought, hey, this is really serious business, and I need to make sure I have an estate, regardless of my wealth, uh, and include a, a planned gift in that uh, estate planning. Patrick Schmidt is the founder and co-CEO of freewill.com. And plan giving is one of the topics that we teach in Principles and Techniques of Fundraising and in a separate course on plan giving as part of our Certificate in Fundraising Management. That's one of four certificates that we offer. Our courses are available in person, more and more locations across the United States all the time, online, either recorded or live and virtual. Uh, and of course, those online courses are available anywhere around the world, as is our custom training. We can provide custom training on planned giving, incorporate planned giving into that custom training, or a wide range of other topics for your nonprofit, your association, for your region. We have quarterly webinars, and of course, these free podcasts all online at philanthropy.iupui.edu forward slash the fundraising school. So grateful to our guests today, Patrick Schmidt. Our producers are Mike Anthony and Jennifer Boffman. I'm Bill Stanjakavich, and now you are now more fully informed on this first day from the fundraising school. Thank you.